0: hope the audio picked that up (laughs) that was too loud we just got the most rumbly thunder this is gonna be fun to finish recording i'm like (laughs) waiting for the power to go out
1: oh that would be spicy
0: of Sometimes Shabbat Slaps. I'm Mac. I'm Jubes, and I'm Alexa. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Our favorite queen of chaos is back. Yes, we um, cannot live without her. Yeah, honestly, it's been since December. Yeah, I this is also the first time I'm seeing Max since like March. March. Yeah, yeah, it's been like a couple months almost. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys get to catch up, and so does Mac. Yeah, <laughs> the journey seemed like in March ish or April ish. Yeah, yeah, whenever Mac was really sick because we were supposed to have like a dinner with the three of us, and then Mac was like, Guys, was- I don't have a voice. I'm just gonna be there like staring at you. And we were like, Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that was April. There. Yeah, oh, fun times, fun times. Oh, so Good fun. Stuff. All right, catch up. Awesome. <laughs> Where do we begin? <laughs> oh my gosh ketchup mustard and relish oh my gosh <laughs> who's who I'm mustard obviously do you want ketchup or relish what? I think I'd be like relish yeah cause yeah. you're a little spicy yeah. <laughs> it's like a hit or miss with me like some days it's like yeah I really like relish some days it's like oh my god get this away from me and that's exactly how people react to me so like <laughs> oh my gosh I love it oh. yeah, yeah. So, actual ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. What's What's been going on in my life since... What's What hasn't gone on in my life since I was <laughs> last year? Um, you know, I've really taken a step into, like, my party girl era. Yes. Uh, like, ex- an extreme step. If some would say a <laughs> uh, nosedive into my party girl era. <laughs> For a while there, like, I uh, left our job, like Jupes has, but mm-hmm. for a while there, I'd be showing up to my shifts, and either Mac or Jibs would be like, so, what part of the city uh, did you come from, and have you slept? <laughs> and the answer was, <laughs> no, I haven't slept. in downtown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was rough there for a little while, but chilled out after, like, april because i was like oh my gosh this is starting to like really like take a toll on me and my personal relationships i'm like we need to take a chill pill <laughs> yeah so i spent all of april sober didn't go out except for april fool's day it was the only day that i went out and i barely saw anybody i was just like hanging out with my sister 24 7. nice <laughs> that's yeah. fun that's wholesome yeah mm-hmm. that works quite the wholesome month mm. hmm God, we love a wholesome girl april yeah <laughs> it was needed and um i tried stepping back into my feral era again and then got assaulted at the club oh, oh yeah. yeah that was brutal that was so bad yeah like i like had to like talk my dad into like me and my stepmom were like please do not leave the house i was like dude mm. i just went through one traumatic event i would like to have my dad in the morning yeah but no yeah kidding. it was like horrible i got followed around by like this creepy old dude who like kept like touching me like very yeah. aggressively and mm-hmm. so then i was like maybe this is a sign it's not time for me to be feral yet yeah yeah this is the universe saying stay home yeah stay home
2: not stay ho <laughs> <laughs> <two stay> <laughs> oh my gosh i love
0: it ep calls ho
1: yeah yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: oh it was really yeah gosh. Yeah, it's been nice being, like, chill again, though. Mm-hmm. I really dove into, like, being, like, artistic again. I'm currently oh, working on, like, a portrait of Tana Mongeau, and it's, like, actually, like, going really, really well. Oh, I just fun. don't have the energy to do her hair right now. <laughs> so yeah. I just sitting there, like, her face and chest, and I haven't erased <laughs> anything. It's, like, <laughs> this blob of facial features, but... Oh. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So fun. Nice. Jube's updates? Um, well, this weekend was, uh... Mother's Day, I think. No, it was your birthday weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I'll give you updates. I don't know. We're pre recording as per usual. It'll be fun. It'll be good. We're all going to be at the cabin and it'll be.
0: It'll be a blast. I'm actually quite excited about that.
1: It'll be wholesome fun.
0: Mm hmm. I guess another life update speaking of birthdays I turned 20 yeah, yeah. yeah. we need to congratulate Alexa on beating team pregnancy Ooh, Ooh, I so got a cake <laughs> round of applause for her <laughs> there was a while there were we- none of us for sure yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> crazy it was questionable oh, wow. for a minute there yeah I was like oh, man oh, I got gosh. the IUD working overtime <laughs> <laughs> like it's putting in the work yeah it's like best no, $400 I've no. ever spent <laughs> which well, it just $400 yeah because it wasn't covered by my insurance i know i was like literally when i went to go get it done my stepmom was like we're not paying for this and i was like i guess my savings will oh my goodness i would totally pay for that especially for my stepkid yeah well i'm like four hundred dollars or like one hundred thousand in the first year i'm like i'm okay with not having kids oh my gosh but yes my sister she wants it out and she wants to be pregnant
1: now (laughs) (laughs) my friends yeah my friends are getting into the era i'm like yeah step
0: one boyfriend (laughs) I'm like, that too? <laughs> Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want a boyfriend. Like, I, like This is the time in my life, the first time ever, where I'm like, I do not want a boyfriend. And it is the time in my life where boys all of a sudden are like, I don't want anything serious, thinking that I want something serious from them. I'm mm-hmm. like... About me showing up at your house after dark makes you believe that I want a relationship from you. Literally. If I wanted to date you, I'd be seeing you before 10 p.m. I'm sorry. Literally true. Dates would be having had. had. Dates would be had. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, valid. It's true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Life updates for you, Mac? It's your birthday. You're 25 now. Yeah, we'll see see how the weekend goes. That's weird, yeah, because Alexa's like, oh my gosh, we should celebrate our birthdays together because they're like
1: two major events. I'm turning 20 and you're halfway through.
2: (laughs) You know, like, uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah." (laughs) We love it. Yeah.
1: But we were just talking about prior, like, how it doesn't, like, I being 25 doesn't feel like I'm actually 25. It still feels like I am like 20. Mm -hmm. But when I reflect on what I did on my 20th birthday, I was still, like, excessively in my party phase.
0: Yeah. Okay. At 20.
1: Because, like, my hair started falling at 21. mm mm-hmm. Just before I turned 22. Or no. No. Just before... Yeah, just before I turned 21, actually. So, like, in my 20s, like, I started my 20th birthday by, like, having 30-something drinks, blacking out, <laughs> um kissing a childhood friend at a bar throwing up in small town bar bathroom. I thought you were going to say kissing
0: a child. No, no, no. I, was yes. like, That's what I thought uh, you were going to. Childhood friend. Pause. No. Well, we didn't talk about this part of your 20th birthday. No. Childhood friend
1: um, passing out on another friend's stairs throwing up on stairs because they tried to move me. <laughs> and then getting football tackled to go to bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was the best. Fine. I apologize to
1: anyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> it was my messy era. <laughs>
0: you know what? That's okay. We're I all can't say I've ever era. been. I've been to that point, but I like. I don't think I've ever thrown up like unwillingly. Mm-hmm. I've had like one or two nights. One for my friend's birthday, and I had work at eight a.m. the next day, mm-hmm. and I was like throwing up in a Seven Eleven bathroom. Oh, good. On my way home, mm-hmm. and then the other time was like more recently. We just went out, and I think. I don't know all my nights have kind of gone together like i don't know what was happening that night but i was yawn like <laughs> it took me a while I sat in my friend's car for like an hour just eating chips trying to sober oh nice <laughs> it was bad it was rough that's fun yeah yeah
1: no i that was my the biggest red flag for me I'm like oh yeah it's time to stop this because i was just blacking out all the time
0: yeah that's what I, my red flag too was was that second time i
1: was like yeah. it's time to slow down yeah i yeah. had no memory of a lot but also at 20, I moved to Finland. So, I mean, that's also... <laughs> an yeah, it wasn't all bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, at 20, I just, like, developed my... Or at 19, like, tail end of 19, I developed a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it wasn't a problem. It was more of, like, an Alexa problem to the alcohol hmm. than an alcohol problem to Alexa. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, it just kind of feels like the thing where, like, at age 19, like, that's just kind of when your life. Like, you've been an adult... For a year, you're like, okay, like, where are the boundaries? What can I do? Like, you're kind of like getting your feet under you. At least that was you like know. for me and my siblings. Like, we're joking about, like, what's my sister gonna do for her 19th year? Because I dyed my hair blue. My brother became a stripper. And so we're like, <laughs> I went what? to Bali. I almost died in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what is Sheraton gonna do to kind of like upstage the strippering? Well, I also uh, hadn't ever a- been single in an adult. So that's why I think I went kind of yes, feral. So, like, I ho- I have hopes for Sheraton I'm like yeah. I hope you just <laughs> like,
1: I'm like get a tattoo And <laughs> yeah, no, Sheraton has like a yeah she's
0: going she's, from strippers there's a lot of like to jump there's some big shoes to fill for uh-huh. sure and we found a question, question <laughs> yeah or I know that's what I said. that's kind of <laughs> like or like I don't know maybe she's gonna become like a sex worker or something like those are the two extremes that would kind of put her overstepping. But what if she becomes the first out of the three of you to get married in her nineteenth year, just by some like crazy? I would rage. Yeah, I know you. would. You <laughs> would lose your. Yeah. I would be furious. You no longer have a sister. Thirty punches yeah. not a wall. Only a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, Not it. You might not have a boyfriend anymore. Yeah, literally. Fuck, Fuck you. <laughs> Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, she actually meets the love of her life in six months gets engaged.
0: I hope so. I want that for her so oh. bad. Not to get married yet, but to find her love. you want her to wait seven years? Like Yeah, you know? I do. I do. I'd love to find mine. I just don't think it's in the cards for me for at least another two years. Well you don't need it to be, right? <laughs> like Well no, because like I like I said, like this is the first time in my life where like actually I just watched Queen Charlotte. Oh and yeah! Every Bridgerton episode makes me like desperately want to be in love. And yeah. then I open my Snapchat and I'm like, I do not want any of these people though, <laughs> <laughs> but not with you. Yeah, because I'm like, you y'all scare me. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in my man hating era, so like, it's, it's funny. Okay. <laughs> fun. We love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh so with our ketchup out of the way, our condiments have been shared. Um. <laughs> Sorry um, Our topic today is defense mechanisms We brought it up on the last episode Alexa was on And she's like, oh my gosh, Like, catch me on your defense mechanism episode And so you're catching her on our defense mechanism episode So we really said bet Yeah, literally um, So yeah, we've kind of just like We have some notes prepared And we're kind of just going to like freeball it And kind of see uh, where this conversation goes But yeah, um, so to start, Michaela, what is a defense mechanism?
1: So defense mechanisms are unconscious strategies where people protect themselves from anxious thoughts or feelings, um, or just uncomfortable thoughts and feelings as a whole.
0: So it kind of like, it relates back to um, like our toxic positivity Mm -hmm. episode where we, like a lot of people use toxic positivity as a defense mechanism to not feel uncomfortable or sad or like any of these other emotions that really like tie into uncomfortability.
1: Yeah. That felt really repetitive.
0: Shut <laughs> <Uncomfortable. laughs> like, off so about halfway through that sentence.
1: <laughs> so Freud started the discussion of defense mechanisms in the nineteenth century in relation to the subconscious defenses of uh, the id, ego, and superego. Uh, his daughter defined and analyzed defense mechanisms that he had started on. She defined 10 defense mechanisms. Okay, and then psychoanalysts who came later increased the list. So mm-hmm. we're... Yeah.
0: on the go topic of Freud. Hmm?
1: We're on the topic of Freud again. Yeah, our big cool. old buddy Sigmund.
0: I love him so much. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about him is that he came up with like the Electro Complex and the Oedipus Complex, and his biggest supporter was his daughter. Yeah. And so it's just kind of a fun little... Twist. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah. On that note, then she would want to sleep with him.
0: Yeah, but do you think he According was his own theories? Do you think he was using his research as a way to like explain the feelings that he had for his daughter as a way to be like, oh, like opposite sex? Yeah, that's probably. Nice like, do you think that's what it was? <laughs> well, yeah, because most like if you think about like scientific theory, you have a hypothesis, and then you have like the steps to prove it. Mm-hmm. So his feelings for his daughters probably what led to his hypothesis of everybody feels this way, right? Yeah and then his daughter's like, you know what? That makes sense. I kind okay, of he's like my, my dad. Dad And he's like Greek <laughs> I <methodology."> <laughs> Yeah, so Anna, we love her. Um, she defined defense mechanisms as unconscious resources used by the ego to decrease internal stress. And so people defi- devise these unconscious mechanisms To decrease conflict within themselves Specifically through the superego and the id um, We're going to do an all about the ego episode At some point where we kind of go into More about the ego, the superego, and the id And how it presents in mm-hmm. Your life How they all interact with each other mm-hmm. um, And so like by recognizing and identifying these processes People can improve their self-awareness And gain a new understanding of their own behaviors Which is kind of where We will be adding our two cents in.
1: Exactly. Exactamondo. Um, and then, so, if defense mechanisms are identified in adolescence, it can help predict further development of personality disorders. The early identification of defense mechanisms can have great clinical significance.
0: Yeah. So, like, the sooner you become self-aware, <laughs> the better, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. And so now we're just going to kind of, like, go through, like, the different defense mechanisms and kind of be like, oh, like, I identify with this one. <laughs> this one
1: is me. <laughs> so I am it. All right, so the first one on this list is acting out. So acting out, out is the development of detrimental behavior <clears throat> that distracts attention and energy away from other stressors. This may be present in... um Conduct disorder, antisocial personality disorder, or oppositional defiant disorder.
0: I haven't heard of oppositional defiant disorder. Is that just like where you have like an issue with authority? It's, yeah, it's meant like kids who don't
1: respect authority is essential. Essentially okay. what it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be like for adolescents specifically. Oh, okay. Um, it kind of changes once you're an adult and so then just be like, you're just being an
0: asshole. Right. But for a kid, they titled it. Oppositional defiant disorder. Well, me personally, I've never acted out once in my life. I have been straight as an arrow. Entire life. life. Well, I feel like acting out is kind of just like, that's just what you do as a kid. Like, that's where you learn, like, where Mm -hmm. the boundaries are. Like, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. It's how people feel heard. Well, the funny Mm -hmm. thing is is that I actually, like, didn't act out very much throughout my childhood. Like, me and my mom were talking about this. Like, all of us kids, Mm -hmm. for the majority up until... I think we were probably, like, around 15, mm-hmm. we didn't really act out. Like, I was never, mm. didn't have my rebellious phase. That's literally been 19 for me, <laughs> is me being, like, testing the waters of how far I can go. So, if anything, I didn't start acting out until recently. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: definitely said I acted out as a kid, but it wasn't, like, a, I don't know, it wasn't as, like, attention-seeking, as that makes sense. Like, if I didn't want to go to bed, mm-hmm. I was going to storm away. Like, I wasn't going to go to bed. Yeah. Kind yeah. Kind of thing. So, I acted out that way. Mm-hmm. Um oh, there was one time <laughs> and I did get in a fight with my sister and I almost removed her bedroom door because she pissed me off.
0: That's amazing. I think that would have
1: counted as acting out had I followed through with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, There was a lot of... Yeah. Uh, our doors in our old... Like, my childhood house were very weak. Uh, so, there was holes in them from me and my siblings, like, fighting with each other. There's, like, one where there's like, a screwdriver hole through one of the doors. Because either I was chasing my brother or my brother was chasing me with a screwdriver. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just, like, sibling things. You that, like, don't have siblings no. unless... Until one of you has chased the other one with a weapon. Yeah.
1: Okay, you know, so, listen. My sister has some touch sensitivity stuff. And so, we would never fight as kids. But when we wanted to fight we would grab spatulas nice <laughs> we have one metal spatula in the house and the rest are plastic you can guess we've always got the metal spatula mm-hmm. because all I had to do was lick my hand and stick it out and she would like fold it half backwards oh my gosh so I grabbed the metal spatula mm-hmm. well, one time I grabbed the metal spatula and she pulled out a knife <laughs> and I was
2: like
0: whoa, 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 whoa. well played <laughs> this game <case> ends here <laughs> You made this game
1: not fun it's, anymore. I
0: love it. But, yeah. <laughs> no. The only person who's chasing a w- younger sibling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're such the one who she was,
1: you're the one who suggested <clears throat> spatulas.
0: Yeah. Guess who's gonna get the middle spatula? Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring a spatula to a knife fight. <laughs> I guess like that. Knife to a spatula fight. Oh my gosh. We love that. Okay, so the next one is avoidance, which is dismissing thoughts or feelings that are uncomfortable or keeping away from people, places, or situations associated with uncomfortable thoughts or feelings. And so this can be present in post-traumatic stress disorder, where one avoids the location of a traumatic motor vehicle accident or avoids driving completely. Um, We talked about it also with toxic positivity where you're like avoiding certain emotions. Um, I have in my notes that this is a defense mechanism that I have. Because I just ghost. As soon as I get an uncomfortable feeling, I'm like, peace out. I cannot handle confrontation. I will avoid it mm-hmm. at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 50-50. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I just don't
1: care to deal with it. Yeah. And other times I'm head on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Like, I utilize like the whole... Um, why did the term just leave my brain? Oh, object permanence aspect mm-hmm. of ADHD mm-hmm. or oh, do I weaponize that because literally if it's not in front of me I won't think about it I don't like I just physically can't think about it unless it's directly in front of me most mm-hmm. of the time so like if I don't want to think about something I just remove whatever I have to think about like the object that associates with it yeah. out of my life I love that <laughs> that's actually a mood yeah it's quite fun it's so it's really detrimental to my uh everything but like it's it helps yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that's okay yeah. Alright, so the next one is conversion. So the development of physical symptoms that cannot be explained by pathophysiology or <laughs> physical injury. This is recognized in conversion disorder, aka functional neurologic symptom disorder. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fun. So many big words for a little me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of
1: like the whole psychosomatic kind yeah. of style things that we were um talking about.
0: Whatever, whatever episode that was. In all the
1: episodes, it kind of.
0: Yeah, know, I did a whole episode on like psychosomatic, um, like the dancing plague. With my other podcast, we did like a whole. they were like, well, what caused this? Like, why? Like people would like dance themselves to death, but no one knows why. Weird, some, like mass hysteria. Yeah, there's like they all th- needed orgasms. <laughs> They're all the cure, the cure for was orgasms. Literally. <laughs> That's how we got vibrators, my friends. <laughs> Not in fifteen nineteen, the dildos were made out of wood. Fifteen nineteen. That's one that was, I'm pretty I sure. Get the slivers <laughs> The splinter. Oh Gross. Um, the, the sex toy industry has really come a long way, hasn't it? <laughs> Since the Renaissance. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh my gosh
1: (laughs) we love it okay okay. so our next um, defense mechanism is denial so denial is dismissing external reality instead focusing on internal explanations or fallacies and thereby avoiding uncomfortable reality or situation
0: I just want to clarify it's fallacies not fallacies fallacies, because that means penis (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Freud Remember?
0: You know, hey you
1: know what it's all about phallic um, and this may be present in someone who continues to shop for expensive designer clothes despite being in serious
0: financial debt I thought of you with that one until it got to serious financial debt because you uh, like to because yeah, <laughs> you like to <laughs> excuse you <laughs> no you like you, you, you say like you self soothe by shopping I know yeah I you're just them. not in debt yeah yeah no I never I never send my
1: way into debt I'm actually I'm really good with money I just spend too much of it right now I could, it could go to other other modes that were more pr- proactive mm-hmm. but yeah
0: that's fair you know yeah any thoughts <laughs> can I the same yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, for a while there like there is um a guy that i was seeing like regularly mm-hmm. and he would be like i'm <laughs> into to the and i'm like no i don't have the money for it he's like you never have the money for it yet every time you come here you have a new article of clothing and i'm like yeah. i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <Cool down. laughs> yeah so i kicked i had to kick that but i've been really good at not, the like, guy, just, like, shopping okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both actually. Um, one the shopping I've kicked. The other one it's like question. It's up in the air. I know. Like it's been like a week or two since he texted me. I know the instant he does, I could probably be like, oh my gosh. But like, so, sorry, I just gotta go shopping. Yeah, I'm, like, oh, I'm just gonna go spend my money instead. Oh I'm my god, with the headache that is you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one we have is identification and so that is the internalization or reproduction of behaviors observed in others such as a child developing the behavior of his or her parent without conscious realization of this process it's also known as introjection this actually happened to me because um when I was younger I was like super super extroverted like talk to anyone like just totally out there, like just like my dad. But then my mom started homeschooling me, and she was like, Yeah, by grade two, like the first year she homeschooled me, she's like, Yeah, I noticed you starting to become more like me and more like introverted and like withdrawn.
1: Interesting. And I was like, That's crazy. Oh,
0: okay. I lost my sparkle. <laughs> I mean, you're getting it back. I think you're pretty extra. Getting getting <laughs> University helped a lot with yeah. that.
1: Like, I wouldn't say, I mean, when we first met, you said you were an introvert, but I mm-hmm. don't. Uh,
0: I don't see it. Yeah, it depends on energy level, too, right? Like,
1: Oh, yeah, I think like that's everyone, too, right? Yeah. Even extroverts can get exhausted, socially exhausted, right? Yeah. Around the wrong people. Exactly. Emotional leeches.
0: Mm-hmm. Chronically negative individuals. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny, because, like, I've always thought that I was a chronically negative person, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I just have a lot of shit that happens to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily that, like... And, I, like, I never, like, go about, like talking about my like issues and things that happen to me in a negative way Mm -hmm. because my defensive mechanism is like being like really funny and out there and just like really open about it yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm like maybe i'm not negative just a lot of crap happens to me i just need to learn not to talk about all of it at once (laughs) well i wouldn't say that you're negative because you don't have like a negative outlook on life right like no you're still we're pretty neutral yeah yeah because i'm like we're all gonna die one day so like what does it matter that like bad things are gonna happen to you (laughs) yeah yeah, Mikaela <laughs> <We kinda laughs> loves that. Oh my god! That's me, my sister's new thing is oh, it doesn't matter. We're gonna die one day. We can gonna do it for the plot. Exactly. Do it, the plot. Do, it the plot. do it for the plot. Do it for the plot has gotten me into like quite the. <laughs> I had to stop saying that. <laughs> Got
1: into some sticky situations. Yeah. Ew.
0: Ew. Um, <laughs> next defense mechanism. Uh, projection. So it is uh, attributing one's own maladaptive inner impulses to someone else, i.e. someone cheats on their spouse and accuses their spouse of cheating or becomes suspicious of them. This feels like a personal attack. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I do that. It's that other people have done it to me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah I think project- projection is like the most headache I roll side eye thing for me mm-hmm. oh, it's I'm like, just like do not dump your shit on me and I will put that wall up so fast literally well like in
0: my last like I was talking to somebody recently we met up and we are talking about like relationships and stuff like that and he was explaining to me how he handles like being depressed and stuff like that and then I started talking about how I handle when, like, because I'm like, well, whenever I'm in, like, a really good place, I know that a Depressive episode's going to come. It's been like that my whole life. Yeah. And now I'm just better at preparing for it, rather than trying to fight my way through it, because that's typically, like, if I'm prepared and I can go through it comfortably, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. If I'm fighting tooth and nail through it, I'm going to be miserable. Mm. And he, like... Just all of a sudden was like, Well, it just seems like you don't care that you're depressed. It seems like you don't want to do anything about it. Like you're just like sitting there and like, Oh no. Blah, 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 blah. And then immediately after, turns around the conversation back onto him and is explaining how he handles it and says word for word what I do. And I'm like, <laughs> So, like, clearly one of us is more okay with handling their issues than the other. Because you just called me dumb and, like, I'm okay with being depressed. And, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, come on. (laughs) I'm done with this conversation. And then got mad because I was in a bad mood after that. Mm. (laughs) Well, projection is funny. Not funny. But um, it's interesting because, uh, haha, as I've, like, grown up and I've, like, like started to actually like see people like projecting onto other people and be like, oh okay, like that's that's an issue you have, not an issue they have. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's one I, I tend to
1: be a magnet for that for whatever God knows whatever reason. My entire life has been people projecting their issues on me because I walk into a room and I'm. Well, for some friends it's said they've said it's like the confidence, right? Mm-hmm. It's coming from like third grade. I'm talking mm-hmm. like kindergarten, first yeah, grade, same. preschool. Like from that point on where just people just don't like me and all i do is walk into a room i can yeah. say nothing i just walk into a room and suddenly i'm hated
0: well it's because yeah. we have big personalities and like even mm-hmm. if it's not always like true confidence is how we carry ourselves because mm-hmm. like i remember through middle school up until like i moved basically i had this group of girls who were like on and off friends with me mm-hmm. and like they would sometimes hate me sometimes love me and i'm like i know it's just because you have these issues with me mm-hmm. yeah like we don't have to, like i don't have to like dim myself dim my light because other people can't see you (laughs) (laughs) well maybe that is and like some of the people
1: like even because of my closest friends now they're like oh yeah I hated you when I first met you I was
0: like for what that's like me and my best friend yeah like we're Uh. inseparable now we both hated each other when we first met I feel like that's just how like female friendships start like I've seen so many TikToks of like like best friends being like oh like I hated you when we first met but they're like this is a sign of like a good friendship or whatever it cracks me up because that's how we were we didn't hate each other. Yeah, I was. Mean, I, I didn't hate you, but I was standoffish. Cause we were dirty... all standoffish towards Damn. each other because we were like. Mmm okay we've talked about this on like every yeah. episode yeah
1: well it's like, like Journey just seemed like she had a stick of her ass and I was like I'm not here yeah, for that that's my cult about
0: Journey the very first two no cause <laughs> she came in no cause she came in and like I could tell like she wasn't in a good mood but she was like fighting our manager over a vacuum like <laughs> yeah cause immediately he tried to gaslight me and yeah, I was and like then the, the vacu- no yeah, cause you're like the vacuum doesn't work and then he turns it on and she, the vacuum's working and she's like well and I'm like okay cause it's my first day I don't know if the vacuum worked last night yeah, or not, not a great now in retrospect I know that vacuum. Did not work yeah. the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, And then I like Watched you all day I just remember you being like Yeah you just like Stared at me all day I was like That's cause I was trying to Like I was trying to Make mental note Of all the things I needed to correct you on
1: Yeah <laughs> So she does have a stick Of her ass But not in a bad
0: way yeah, Not in a bad way I'm just In a very mommy particular. way Particular I'm very yeah. mommy <laughs> I'm I'm micro mommy I referenced that To a guy the other day And he was like oh, What the hell Is wrong with you i very mommy I just said I'm I was those just like, yeah, I'm very mommy. And then I started laughing to myself and he's like, what is wrong with this girl? The Chajis do it to me all the time. Like I brought them like water and ice cream and they're like, oh, like I'm very mommy. I was like, Thank you. No, it's good. It's become a personality trait. Literally. All right. So our next one is reg-
1: regression. So adapting one's behavior to earlier levels of psychosocial development, i.e., uh, or example, I guess. I don't want to say, <laughs> i.e. Um, a stressful event may cause an individual to regress into bedwetting even though they outgrew it. That one is fascinating. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's... Yeah. Just cause when you think about like the the brain as a brick wall. Again, that's another... I think, mm-hmm. the, I think the microbiome is a parking lot and the brain is a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Like, once you lay these bricks, unless you have like, dementia, there's no reason why the bricks should just like fly out. So, like, yeah. what... Blockades are being put in place where that person just, like, blacks out and just goes right to that.
0: Well, even, like, the psychology behind, like, bedwetting as it is, mm-hmm. like, part of, like, the murder triad or whatever is, like, they bedwet until, um, like, they're too old to be, like, wetting their bed. They kill animals and they like, starting fires. Like, those are, like, mm-hmm. the murder triad. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, it's interesting how much bedwetting has to do with, like, your brain yeah well also bedwetting is a common sign that a child is being sexually abused Mm-hmm. it's one of the most common signs that a child is being sexually abused is if that after like obviously the typical age um of a kid to be wetting the bed yeah if they're like mm-hmm. seven or eight and nine stuff like that and still wetting their pants for the bed it's typically a sign that they're being sexually abused that's crazy yeah
1: I wet the bed most of my life. I was not sexually abused. I'll tell you that much. No, well, no, I, yeah. I, I would sleep too much and then I would dream about going to the toilet and I'd wake up. That used to happen to me. Yeah, there's yeah. also that too, right, yeah.
0: where it's like sometimes I don't mean these things, but sometimes I do. Yeah. Or you have chronic bladder and kidney issues <laughs> like I do Yeah. Uh, up until like literally um, less than a month ago pee mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to admit that to the internet. Yeah. Yay. Well, I was going to say I think
1: the last time I went to bed it was when I was blackout drunk. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's funny because in my head because I was delirious from like Well, I had a really bad blood infection and, like, really bad UTI. It was a mess. Yeah. But um, I was hallucinating during this period, too. And so in my head... Have you guys watched Harry Potter? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you know Draco Mm Malfoy? Yeah. You know his dad? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so in my head, it was that... Mr. Malfoy is like, gonna <laughs> come and get me if I didn't pee right now. So I'm just sitting on my mom's bed. The paramedics are like out with like their wheelie chair, trying to get me into the gurney so I can go into the ambulance. And I'm just like, I can't, Mr. Malfoy. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> that's how you know I was like gone. Yeah, like, no this was kidding. Like, me just on like regular like painkillers, like Advil and Aleve. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. even on the hard stuff yet, and I was thinking that Mr. Malfoy was gonna kill me if I didn't oh pee my on my bed
1: And that's what happens when a, a UTI turns into a blood infection Mm -hmm. because of
0: i love our healthcare system yeah because of the wrong antibiotics twice (laughs) that's so dumb it was it's all good now this also started in february but it's all good now yeah Yeah. literally the start of when i was still working at the coffee shop yeah which Mm -hmm. is bonkers yep um okay so next we have repression so this is subconsciously blocking ideas or impulses that are undesirable. This is often present in someone who is present for a traumatic event but has no recollection of it. This one fascinates me. Because there's a podcast that I listen to where one of the hosts, she is repressed almost her entire childhood. She yeah. has no memory of it whatsoever. Well, according to Carmen, I have, I have that as well. Who? Carmen. Oh, okay, yeah. According to my rose reading,
1: I have blackout phases, but of course I can't remember what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I have a pretty solid memory, but apparently I blacked some things out, so that's yeah, fun and spicy. I have
0: stuff blacked out as recently as, like, my last relationship. Like, that was, yeah. like, also, like, a huge issue in it, was mm-hmm. how quickly, like, if the minute something makes me, like, uncomfortable, it's blocked out. Yeah. Like, it's a different level, it's like, degrees and stuff like that, but, like, mm-hmm. it was... You don't remember it correctly because you can't remember anything. And I'm like, I can remember some. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Repression's interesting. Yeah, it's me. it's scary. It's not fun. Yeah, no doubt. It's even worse when you're aware of it and you like you have like some idea of what you're blocking out, but you can't remember it. That's crazy. It's so irritating. Yeah, and the, the girl, she's like going through some form of it's almost like hypnotherapy. It's like ECBM... They're, I don't know what the letters are, um, but they, like, do, like, a weird, almost, like, hypnosis to get her to, like, like remember those yeah, that's a lot memories.
1: Of, that's a lot of what hypnotherapy is used for now is to try to either erase memories or or recall them.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't advertise it as, hyp- as hypnotherapy, but, like, the way they were describing it is, like, she is being hypnotized into... It's, like, sound... I don't know. Anyway. Interesting. interesting. Yeah.
2: All
0: right. Next one is splitting So it's falling, failing to reconcile Both positive and negative attributes Into a whole understanding of a person or situation Resulting in all or nothing thinking And it's commonly associated with borderline personality disorder And this is one of the things that I do the most Yeah Yes It is rough So like can you expand on that a little bit Like I don't fully so understand the definition of splitting Splitting It's one of those things where it's like I can go from being absolutely in love with somebody to mm-hmm. hating them immediately because of one bad thing that they did. I okay. can't see that they can do that bad thing and still be the person that I love oh. necessarily. So it's like, it's very helpful when you want to get over somebody mm-hmm. really quickly because it's like, and it's usually not, it's weird things that make you do it because yeah. it's not like necessarily like you're building it up, building it up, building it up. Typically, it's just one thing that they do and I'm done with them. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like I do that with trust, where, like, I have this one friendship that I'm still healing from, and so, like, going into other friendships, and I'm really trying to work on this, and I've gotten a lot better, but it's, like, as soon as they, like, do something that, like, makes me upset or whatever, I'm like, no, you're dead to me. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I've gotten a lot better at it. I haven't done it with you guys at all, actually, so that's good. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're important. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, like, a, a big issue that I struggled with for a very long time. Like, as soon as I felt any, like, form of rejection, it'd be like, no, we're done. Huh. Yeah.
1: It takes a lot for me to get there.
0: Interesting. It takes me absolutely nothing now. Yeah. Now it's, like, one, like, I had a friend, this was not too long ago, but I had, like, another, like, rough experience at the club or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was on the phone with her, and she was, like well why don't you just like come out with me tomorrow like just come out with me tomorrow and i'm like dude no like that was like one of the, like was up until this weekend being like yeah. one of the worst experiences i've had i'm like dude no i do not want to go out and she's like trying to guilt me into going out and i'm like you're dead to me i'm never speaking to you again we're done oh my gosh yeah really because it's like there's very few things that people can do to make me be like you're dead to me mm-hmm. but like as soon as they do i'm like you're done we're not yeah. talking anymore i'm not friends with you anymore i don't like you yeah wow interesting, interesting.
1: okay takes me a lot to get there. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next one is a schizoid fantasy. So creating an internal retreat into one's imagination to avoid uncomfortable situations. So this is commonly in children or later in development and in schizoid personality disorder. I think I do that, but not in like a schizophrenic kind of level, though.
0: Yeah. I
1: definitely just like... I daydream a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because yeah. I wouldn't... I don't know a lot about, like, schizophrenic um, disorders or schizoid personality disorders, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have, like, identified yeah. this as, like, schizoid fantasy because, like, a lot of people go like, oh, like, go to your happy place, like, find somewhere mm-hmm. to, like, think of happy. I guess I can... I see it
1: in this one in the way of, like, I don't know, a kid growing up in, like, a highly abusive household. And so mm-hmm. hearing fighting downstairs and then being like I'm on a beach in Maui everything is fine nothing is bad yeah that's kind of how I see that one I definitely tr- like remove myself like I'm in my head a lot mm-hmm. a lot a lot um but I wouldn't say it's like uh to the point of like disassociating my reality
0: yeah <laughs> well because I'm <laughs> I'm curious <laughs> <can't>, late yeah <laughs> you might be able to election, but I'm curious how it Plays a role. Like, how does this fantasy, like, creating this happy place, then develop into schizoid personality disorder? Well, then I don't know, because I don't have a diagnosis for that. Okay. But when I was really young, because I had, like, so many imaginary friends, and, like, it's actually like my imaginary friends told me my mom was pregnant and like stuff like that. Like a bunch of weird like of my like psychic stories from when I was a kid came from. So how from. much of those yeah. do you think are ghosts? Oh, probably a lot. Okay. I feel like but a lot yeah. of imaginary friends of children are just ghosts. But yeah. like my imaginary friends were like my go-to one was Bumblebee from Transformers. Love like it. Like all the Transformers were there. Um, a lot of the Ninja Turtles were there as well. Um, I was a very boyish child <laughs> still am as you can tell by the everything about me <laughs> but then like I'd also have like the Winx Club fairies like but it's so vivid in my mind that they were there that yeah. I my memories is isn't of me talking to walls it is of them being there And still to this day, like, if I'm, like, making something up in my head, like, when I'm driving, Mm -hmm. in order for me to keep focused, I have to have, like, multiple things going on. So I'll talk to, like, myself or create scenarios in my head. Mm -hmm. But, like, those scenarios are so real to me in my head that I forget that they're conversations because, like, I'm talking to a real person in my head. I forget that I haven't had that conversation with that person. Okay, I actually do that all the time. Yeah, (laughs) it's really rough.
1: See, I do that, though, but, like, not about new conversations. I, like how i would
0: change old conversations you know i do new conversations it's how i prepare when i'm going to go see especially like again the one person i've seen like consistently for a while there i would plan all the conversations i was going to have with him while i'm driving in my car to his house like are they like good conversations or bad conversations because i do that if i'm like about to have like a hard conversation i'll do that and like it's the same like when you're in the shower you're like winning all your fake arguments Like, that's what I'll do. And I've, like, started dissociating so much while driving. And I'm like, okay, I just actually need to pay attention. Yeah, like, I, um... Well, because a lot of the times I'll be going there and being excited. But I'm, like, trying to, like... Because every... My best friend in particular... Hates this man And by mm-hmm. me saying that He's gonna know who it is Okay <laughs> but they hate each other So yeah. like I would have to go into it Being like Okay I can't go in there In a good mood I have to go in And kind of like Pissed off at him mm-hmm. So that that way Like I just like Continuously get detached Oh mm-hmm. um, yeah So like It would be like The worst conversations I'll be like I hate you <laughs> Yeah And he'd be like i hate you too <laughs> in my in my head yeah oh i'm like so happy he will never watch this <laughs> 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 never <laughs> say never <laughs> yeah <laughs> he uh doesn't like me like that he does not care to like know anything about my life so i'm not really too concerned that's fair, fair. enough yeah yeah guys i kind of wonder like what the difference is between like schizoid fantasy and like actually dissociating well if somebody who has been in medically induced uh insanity um there's a big difference between hallucinating and just like daydreaming okay yeah because i've hallucinated i've had i've hallucinated i
1: I have this fun thing now where i hallucinate when i am like almost asleep or when i have a fever
0: yeah see i've heard of like hallucinations with a fever i've never actually hallucinated i've got no experience with that no it's none at all Terrifying. oh my gosh
1: i had so i fell into like a little 48 coma 48-hour coma, I should say. I was like, what's a 48 coma? 48-hour <laughs> <48 laughs> coma. Um, shoot. Uh, this was maybe 2017. Yeah. Summer of 2017, something like that. I fell asleep on Tuesday night, and I woke up Thursday morning. That's crazy. And I've got no memory other than getting mad because there was people standing in my room watching me sleep, but no one was helping me. And oh. so I remember yelling, why won't you guys help me? Yeah. And then I took my sweater off because I was hot because I, I had a fever. Yeah. And I tucked it across my room and then I fell asleep again and I woke up Thursday morning.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, because like Graylin, mm. we were like over at a friend's house for like a New Year's Eve or something and he was like had a fever or something. And my family just like oh like he'll sleep it off like you can just sleep in the couch or like mm-hmm. whatever and just sleep it off but he was like hallucinating he was like calling my mom like Batman he's like no Batman I don't want to go anywhere <laughs> yeah. you know maybe my dad and then my mom was like well what am I he's like you're the Joker <laughs> and my mom holds that very close to her heart was, like, <laughs> oh no it was very funny for me but yeah but I've never actually like but then hallucinated now, like that now I have this thing
1: where I'm like if I take a nap or if I'm like sometimes I'm just about to fall asleep I start hearing my name
0: Oh my gosh, that's scary. Terrifying.
1: Yeah. I wake up so fast because it sounds like someone's like leaning over and like whispering in my ear my name.
0: Yeah, it's the Grim Reaper.
1: It's terrifying. No, but it's it's always a woman's voice. The Grim Reaper's female. (laughs) 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 No, I always hear like, Michaela. I hate that. It jumps me, like it jolts me awake. Yeah. But yeah, that's a really fun little thing now.
0: I'm like, I love that. Wow. Um, My two now are, I have to like, well, it's actually, this is the one great thing. We moved houses. So my house used to face, like our old house was, you could see straight down the road, like all the way, from my window, and then you could see road on my other window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I always pictured like Slenderman. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. yeah. So like, I'd always sleep with all my blinds drawn, whatever. But now mine just faces our next door neighbor's house, so I'm not too worried about oh, Slenderman nice. popping. Yeah. Yeah. But when I get like <laughs> just here's yeah. oh, no. when I, so I get yeah. when I get really overtired and like <sighs> This is a really fun conversation to have when there's a thunderstorm outside. But, um, what I get now, because especially with my ADHD medication, I will get really overtired and get wired. Mm-hmm. I will see the walls and floors will start swirling oh my gosh. and like dripping, mm. and then I'll see Slenderman outside. That's terrifying. Yeah, I've called like my ex. I've called him because he lives like two seconds from me. I'd call him, scream, crying, Mm. please come over. I am seeing things. I need you. Like, please. Oh my goodness. He'd be like, I can't. I'm tired. (laughs) 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 This is why you're an ex. (laughs) Are we surprised? (laughs) Fuck you very much. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, anyway, well that's I'm it. gonna get a text if you ever watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, okay, so next we have is anticipation and so this is the devotion of one's effort to solving problems before they arise. Um so for example, <laughs> someone <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> um, someone prepares for a job interview by practicing answering their toughest questions or mm-hmm. like rehearses their conversations going places. Or, yeah. you know... I think this is just, like, an autistic thing. It's just, yeah, like, anxiety, <laughs> too, autism, yeah. like... Yeah, well, she said anxiety, and you anxious avoidance. so... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. very much an anxious thing, as yeah. well. Yeah. And with me, like, I need to, like, kind of go through every, like, scenario so that I know how to act, because I can't think on my feet. Yeah. Like, if there's... I'm terrible in a crisis, and so, like... I kind of need to, like, figure it out before it happens. Uh, maybe that's just me trying to, like, explain away anxiety, but... It's funny, though, because I think, like, I'm I'm pretty good in crisis.
2: hmm
1: But when it comes to talking about myself, I'm really bad. So especially with, like, the interview thing, like, mm-hmm. that's why I need to rehearse, because I need to, like, learn how to talk positively about myself. Yeah. Because it's like, what's your achievement? I'm like, I've achieved nothing in life. Thank you so much. You can just, like, hire someone else. Yeah, imposter syndrome kind of, <laughs> like, like, takes over. Very much so. And so that's, like particularly with interviews i I really practice um coming into like for the podcast i jot note i review Mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh wing it up everything's gonna be fine like i'm not anxious about that and i write
0: paragraphs yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) journey writes out word for word exactly what she was gonna say
0: yeah because otherwise i forget I just come here and I just hope I'm funny that day. (laughs) That's how I do this podcast. How funny am I feeling?
1: Yeah. (laughs) But no, I I understand that one though. I feel like that's just like a normal kind of response to nervousness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. All right. Well, the next one is compensation. So it's focusing on achievement in one area of life in order to distract attention away from the inadequacy or fear of inadequacy in another area of life. An example would be, like, a student ooh, who got bad grades on the report cards then starts devoting more time to extracurricular clubs and activities. Yeah. I've never done this in my life. I don't know what any... I don't know. I didn't not throw myself into work when I was doing really bad at school. No, I could not. That. <laughs> 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 That's interesting, because, like, I would, like, if I got a bad grade on my report card, I would just, like, devote myself, like, to that class Instead of, like, Mm. other things, I feel like. Like, that's kind of what I thought they were talking about, is, like, they got a bad grade on their report card, so, like, they just went, like, all in on school to kind of, like, compensate for it, Mm -hmm. but that's not at all what it's saying, so. No. I, yeah, I, I don't think I do that.
1: Yeah, no, I I definitely compensate a lot. I kind of say, oh, well, oops, and then move on to whatever else I want to do, but I don't throw myself, like, intentionally into something else to avoid what I'm bad at. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm
0: doing with art right now yeah that's what I was doing with partying and that's what I was doing with work like mm-hmm. yeah. it's just whenever I want I feel like I'm not doing good enough in one aspect of life I go even harder in every other aspect because I'm like I already failed that one <laughs> I, was, I can't even like say it with partying because I was still
1: getting like decent grades I was getting the grades that I was expecting to get
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that was just like a distraction more than anything yeah for me Alrighty, our next one is displacement. So displacement is transferring one's emotional burden or emotional reaction from one entity to another. So taking out your stressful day at work on your family is an example.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I can't say I don't do that, but I try to avoid it.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that I was. I think I was taking it out on like anyone who was close to me. Yeah, it chills yeah. like, for a minute there. Yeah, with those you. last couple months of work were yeah were scary. Alexa and I were both like
1: we can't confide in Journey about anything because she'll just get stressed out and <laughs> <Yeah>. snap.
0: She'll <laughs> mad. Yeah, there's <laughs> a point where we just like... Yeah, emotionally... like it's me and you. Just be you back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mom <We all laughs> needs a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just had a daughter time. Otherwise, she will fall. You're <laughs> having a mental <pencil> breakdown. <laughs> 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 for <laughs> months now. Yeah, we're going to let Journey work on Journey. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. When, once you started critiquing how I did my job, I was like, okay, Journey's in a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was some days where I was like, Alex, are you going to get that? that's not how you make that. And I'm like, yes, it is. But I heard wrong. Because I was I was trying to do her job because I forgot she was competent. And so I was trying to do her job and everyone else's. And I was like, oh, darn it.
1: And it was a few times you did that with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, we
1: kind of did the same with each other where we, we would get, like, not protective. What am I trying to say? Like, picky with each other? Yeah. Even though we both knew what we were doing?
0: Well, because we both run the place different ways. Yeah. But then, like, when we work together, we kind of have to, like... It's the same thing as, like, if your husband works away a long time and then he, like, comes in. You kind of have to, like, readjust to, like, how you do life because your partner's home now. Yeah. And so it was just, like, okay, like, now... It would usually take us, like, a couple hours mm-hmm. and then we'd kind of figure it out. Well,
1: you'd get, like, a little... You'd get more nitpicky than I am because mm-hmm. you are just, like, more anal than I am. Yeah. About things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's a few times where you started micromanaging me and i just go yes mom and she's like i'm sorry i'm so sorry it just happens yeah i forget it you tell me how to like do the food order or something i was like yes mom
0: yes mom yeah you'd be telling me how to make drinks as you're taking till and i'm like dude i'm not on that one yet
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i'd be like doing sandwiches and alexa's on drinks someone else is on till and I'd be like that's not an oat macchiato and she's like yeah I know. I'm like, that's (laughs) next. Okay, sorry. I thought I heard real good. Oh my goodness. Okay, so the next one that all three of us do um, is humor. And so that's decreasing or combating the negative emotions associated with the situation by using comedy. So telling a funny story about someone during their eulogy... Hmm. I don't think that's necessarily the best example of using humor as a coping mechanism. But I well, yeah, think... yeah, mm-hmm. because,
1: because you're not, like, being too... Well, I guess maybe the eulogy is one. Yeah, no? Because eulogy what you say at the funeral, right? Yeah. Okay, oh, the obituary. Don't 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 put humor in your obituary unless it's, uh-huh. like, a really funny person. Like Yeah. Keep that one, like, sweet. No, but in the eulogy, like, I don't know, you tell a funny story about the person and kind of get everyone laughing just to kind of break up the heaviness.
0: Yeah. But I feel like it's not, it's not necessarily, like... A defense mechanism, like maybe it well, is. So it's not like, so
1: heavy. Just it's it's um oh, what's the term in humor psychology? It's like a a relief period, like comedic right. relief. You know, yeah, because it's not. So it's not just like this like heavy cloud. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of lightens. It like up I'm really bit. sad. This sucks. I love this person. But they'd be laughing at me because I tripped up the stairs on my way here. Yeah. You know, so okay. you kind of, like, get everyone to giggle a bit so it's not just, like, yeah, so dense. At least that's, I mean, that's what I do, like, as we're, as I'm even planning for my friend's, like, wedding. I know this is not different than a funeral, mm-hmm. but to keep it, like, I find, like, sappy emotions heavy as well. Mm-hmm. And so to keep the sappiness down... I'm going to go for comedy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? If I can make people laugh, then it'll make public speaking way easier. Because even though, yes, we have a podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking in front of a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking fair. to a camera and a light. Yeah. So. I and mean, they listen- keep
0: their opinions to themselves.
1: Yeah. They're, they're great <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
0: yeah. But,
1: yeah. It's even... It's outside of maybe, like, the context of what you're speaking, but also the situation. Yeah. You know? I
0: guess it is, like... Um, because the definition of defense mechanisms is so you don't feel like an uncomfortable emotion, like an uncomfortable emotion. So this would be like sadness or sappiness.
1: Yeah. So if you're so public yes, speaking yeah. at a funeral, yeah. those are two really heavy things. So yeah, you use comedy to kind of lighten up the mood and break up so that not everyone's just like so heavy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for me, that makes sense. Cause That's I- again.
0: This is just, like, my entire personality. It's just using comedy to defense because, like, (laughs) there's not a single thing that I can talk about seriously. Like, there's sometimes, like, where I'll be able to, like, sit down and, like, actually have, like, serious conversations with people if I need to. Mm -hmm. And that, like, scares people. Because I spend all my time talking about, like, really heavy and dark stuff but in, like, the funniest way possible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And then, so when I actually sit down and I'm like, you need to, like, do blah, 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 blah. Because, like, in a serious tone, they're like, well, Mm -hmm. you mean business. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, so I feel like this is the one we kind of. Um, oh, other than avoidance? This will be like our second one. I use that a lot. I like take. I like make it like a, I make a point of being like, oh, if we're going into like a tough situation, like I'll make everyone smile. I'll bring the jokes. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's same here. Yeah. That's like exactly how like my dad is too. Like Mm -hmm. me and him, like we don't know how to process bad emotions. We either get angry or we get funny. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep, that's fair. No, I don't
1: process. I'm just trying to like alleviate everyone else's Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I'm not like the class clown jokester by any means.
0: Well, it was really Uh, I am. (laughs) I definitely laugh
1: at everything.
0: Yeah, because like it was difficult. Because I had a bunch of funerals in February and it was difficult for me to try and like comfort these people because I'm like that now is not the time to like alleviate the awkwardness that you're going to be feeling like the uncomfortability with these like sad emotions with like Mm. jokes and humor and like... One's hard because those ones were like
1: friends' families, you know? Yeah. Most of my funerals have been like my family. Yeah. So I'm able to crack jokes at my family because that's my processing as well Mm -hmm. right well you can't tell me I'm doing that wrong (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) right yeah when you're attending for a friend or as like a guest so to speak it's a little bit more
0: difficult because well it was just like I just didn't know like the vibe Mm -hmm. yeah of like oh are we going to avoid these feelings or are we going to be real sad like what am I walking into here Yeah. yeah but it's hard yeah oh well Alright, the next one is in big word intellectualization the development of pattern of excessive thinking or overanalyzing which may increase the distance from one's emotions example, someone gets diagnoses diagnoses with a terminal illness but doesn't show emotion after the diagnosis and instead starts to research every source they can find out about the illness mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I've never been diagnosed with an illness. I just do that in preparation. <laughs> what's the first one we read? <laughs> it's like preparing the answers to the problems yeah. or whatever. That's what I yeah. do. I think Alexa does this. Yeah, well, that's something that we bonded mm-hmm. over is like we're both painfully self-aware and painfully knowledgeable about so much stuff. Mm-hmm. No idea what to do with said information or self-awareness. Yeah. It's like I can understand exactly what's going on, but there is not a, like, a, I don't know how to, like, fix it. Yeah. Like... Yeah. yeah, I it's intellectualize
1: things. I, I intellectualize things for people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I do it all by
1: myself. <laughs> I like to I like to analyze, and I am like I'm like, why is your skin breaking out all of a sudden so randomly? Like, what gut that? health? Like, I just go yeah. like I kind of go into and start doing my problem solving thing. and I really need to like step back and start being like, do you want my help? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like one of my something that I love about women and female mm-hmm. friendships is you never go into the friendship worried that you're gonna get. Oh, tons and tons of unsolicited advice Mm -hmm. that just, like, is straight-up dumb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I go into it with, like, a conversation with any man, I'm like, if I bring up a single problem, I know I'm gonna get just, like, bombarded with all this, like, dumb advice. Because I'm like, I like how women intellectualize things, but with men, it's like, let me, the, let, me me. let me fix it let me fix it let me fix it i'm like no i need to understand it that's why i'm talking to you about it literally well even yeah. that tiktok you sent me like the different relationships between like men and women mm-hmm. where it's like i'll talk to you guys about a bunch of things it'll be like easy peasy like no big deal whatever i don't even think about it but if i was to go to talk to bryce about like some of those same things i'd be overthinking it like all the time and it wouldn't be the same and i'd be like oh my goodness is he gonna judge me like what does he think about that mm-hmm. or whatever
1: like Well, this is why you should have friendships inside of your partner. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. why so many, like, relationships fail. Is because they want your partner to be this, like, trauma-dumping journal for you. And, like, to a certain extent, yeah. Yeah. But, like, you shouldn't depend on this one person to be your everything, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where having, like... The idea of, like, having various soulmates and stuff in your life. Or just, like, I don't know, just friends in general. Yeah. um, is so valuable because you go to your friends for a certain thing. You go to your partner for a certain thing. You go to your family for a certain thing.
0: Yeah. Right? Like,
1: the questions I ask my dad are not the questions I ask my mom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can't
0: say the same thing, but that's because yeah. I have a very close relationship with my poor father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but, no it's, it's, but even then, though, yeah. you, can, you can say the
1: same thing because you won't ask your mom certain questions that yeah. you mm-hmm. would ask your dad. Yeah. Or vice versa, right? And it's just, Based off of your relationship with that person.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I think it's also very important that, like, females have strong female friendships. And why for men, it's so important that you, like, have those strong male friendships where you can talk about your emotions. Yes. Because you can obviously show your emotions to your partner because you feel comfortable and, like, you've seen her cry or you've seen him cry or whatever. But it's a different thing for a lot of men to show those emotions to their friends. Yeah, Which exactly. is like, yeah, when you first see men being able to do that, it is like an astonishing thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the next one is isolation of effect. So avoiding the experience of an emotion associated with a person, idea, or situation. Example, somebody who describes a, the day their house burned down with a, in a factual way without any emotions. Um. Yeah, I do that. I'm able to talk about things really... Straightforward. The, I, I think
0: it's the one that I don't do. Yeah, I cannot do that. No, I feel like I. Th- I yeah, I've never experienced this personally, but I watched it happen. I went to um, in high school. One of my friends' dads passed away, and so we went to his funeral. And she got up there and she spoke just phenomenally and I was absolutely assured there was like no emotion it was mm-hmm. like she was just like reading an essay like she could have been giving like a valedictorian speech like there was like nothing behind it it was like exactly mm-hmm. this it was so weird to witness yeah I'm just I'm not a
1: huge crier I grieve in my own time and stuff but I mean I I've never had to give him a speech at a funeral and then, I guess um, I do do this now that you have said that example yeah. I do do that yeah yeah, yeah. we usually will just talk about like oh thing I mean how like candidly talk about going into like an asylum yeah right yeah yeah it happened on tuesday and i was out by saturday and it was great like it's kind of it's nonchalant and i guess for some people it's like jaw on the floor how did you just say that Mm -hmm. but i don't know i'm able Mm -hmm. to like
0: i always go into like this like
1: party planning phase like yeah
0: i knew that was gonna hit as soon as i saw the lightning in both the windows (laughs)
1: You had to hear that one. Yeah. There's oh, no yeah. way you
0: guys did not hear that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. We're like in the attic this morning yeah. now. <laughs> Jeez.
1: No, but like, I've never had to like speak at a funeral, but I also like always go into this like party planning phase because it's always like my family's funeral mm-hmm. i'm then being like i'm cleaning up plates or i'm bringing people drinks or i'm socializing like i tend to be the person yeah. who like greets every single person at the yeah. event and has a conversation and like thank you for coming and da, 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 da. yeah and i that's my way of taking the load off of like those who are more emotional than i am like mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. who are hit like further by grief and then on my own time a song will come on and i'll start crying because it reminds me of mm-hmm. a relative right mm-hmm. so it's not that i avoid it it's just like that that's I'm able to talk about things like really nonchalant I'm able to like remove myself from that situation
0: and yeah it was even mm-hmm. like for my uncle's funeral every single person well two things mm-hmm. during the time when he was in the hospital everyone was like I don't know how you're going to work I don't know how you're making through your days mm-hmm. and I was like because I can remove myself from it and yeah. then after the funeral every single person came up to me and said you spoke so amazingly I don't know how you made it through because every nobody was able to make it all the way through their speech without breaking down a little bit Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was the only one who made it through the entire way and I didn't start crying until like the tra- actually really traumatic part of it, from yeah, it being mm. in an Indian funeral, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one's really interesting, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because like, how much of it is like isolation of effect, and how much of it is like compartmentalization, mm-hmm. and so then it's compartmentalization, like a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, I would say, yeah. Um. Okay, so the next one we have is rationalization, which is the justification of one's behavior through attempts at, um. Oh, at a rational explanation. So, an example of this would be someone who steals money but doesn't feel bad because they need the money more than the person they stole it from. Kind of like a Robin Hood. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like just like rationalizing your like poor behavior, I guess, in a sense. I feel like I do this more for other people. Yeah, like, like this is something that like I'll, I've done for like exes, friend, ex friends, like stuff like that. Where like even still to this day, mm-hmm. I'll be like. Well, well, actually, it's because I started talking to somebody recently again after, like, probably four, maybe more years. We were just, like, catching up and stuff like that and remembering why we stopped talking and stopped, like, being in each other's lives. And I'm still rationalizing said behavior. Well, yeah, I feel like a lot of this, like, I feel like rationalization plays a huge part in, like, toxic and abusive relationships Mm -hmm. because you're constantly like even with love bombing it's like oh well they don't mean it because they bought me flowers oh they don't mean it because they paid for my supper like yeah that's why on average you go back to your abuser seven times Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yeah fun joy fun Alright, the next one is reaction formation, so it's replacing one's initial impulse towards a situation or idea with the opposite impulse so example, someone who teases or insults a romantic interest, or someone is overly kind to someone they don't like. I would never do those things (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely not I I don't straight up bully the people (laughs) (laughs) I think you and Bryce went to the same school (laughs) Well, that's kind of like the thing of like Oh, like... And you, like, come over from school and you're like, Oh, like, so-and-so, like, pulled my pigtails on the, like, playground. Like, why would they do that? And was like, Oh, that means he likes you. Yeah. And was like, No. <laughs> well, it's just fun. Because, like, for me, like, there's, like, one person in particular that, like, I just instantly, as soon as I read that, I was like, this was, like, our dynamic. versus mm-hmm. like, we're straight up bullying each other the entire time. Yeah. And then, like, um... That's just like how it is, we're just matching each other's energy the, the entire time. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not actually being mean. The yes. things I'm saying if they're out of context are horrible. I'm like, ah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, yes, <yeah, it's> context. <laughs> Very important yeah. here. I'm not just straight up. Well, literally, right? Like, that's the same thing. Like, bars will like bug me, and it's like, even my family's like, oh, like, if we bug you, that means that we like you, right? Like, mm-hmm. if we give you a hard time, that's. Yeah, that's, that's how my family is too. But yeah. it's also like, sometimes don't want to be bugged. Yeah. (laughs) Me and my sister have that issue. (laughs) Sometimes you can just be nice. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm hit or miss with that one. Sometimes I get to crack jokes, but yeah. It's it's not a consistent thing for me.
0: Yeah. I guess it would, yeah. It depends on, like, context and, like, level of, like, teasing, right? Like, there's... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess I'm fairly serious until the point where it's, like... Know Journey makes a comment that she's like caught herself. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, gosh, tubes! Like, why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, that's the only time it really comes up. I'm not like yeah.
0: introing with that. Yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. see, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you're stupid. What the? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just right off the gate. <laughs> we love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, all right. And so, we're on to our final three. So there is sexualization, which is associating sexual aspects to one's experience of certain people, places, objects, or ideas. This can refer to the development of one's sexual identity in general, or it can refer to the development of specific fetishes or sexual references to conventionally non-sexual entities. Can't relate. I've never experienced that. Yeah. Oh
0: no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Giggle, oh <laughs> I like yeah, don't no, related to that. Silence, like ah, oh, yes, do share. <laughs> wow, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my voice going up twelve thousand octaves. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely like this has been an ongoing issue basically since before I even like had sex for the first time, and just like more and more bad experiences have like brought it to me but it's like because mm-hmm. I've like we've discussed this in the relationships episode go check it out yeah. <laughs> Um. but like my news were sent out without me knowing to like yeah. m- a good portion of my school they were sold and all that kind of stuff and so since then my mindset has been I'm going to sexualize myself before they can sexualize me mm. right it's like the same person as somebody who's like conscious about their weight making fat jokes about themselves because other people can't Say them to hurt you, kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's definitely like the, like, kind of like the kinkier side where it's like definitely come out of like me, like, wanting control over like Mm -hmm. certain things. Um, My issue of like sleeping with anyone who gives me attention for a while there. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, there was definitely some. We're working on it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I feel like, I don't know, like sometimes it's easy for me to be like, Dirty-minded, like my mind's always in the gutter, like with these last couple of episodes. Last week's episode, yeah, chaos. <laughs> but it's like, is that sexualization? Yes. Is that immaturity? <laughs> yes. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. No, this know. one definitely is. Like the out of all of these, humor and sexualization is my two biggest defense mechanisms. Oh, interesting. Like okay. by far. Yeah. Mm. And if you ask any man who has ever spoken to me, they'll tell you that. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, because I play it off really well. Because I'm like, mm. I'm just so shy and like, and so like quiet and quirky. And then that's just like, I know she's a, she's a, she's, a, she's, a, she's something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so on that note, uh, sublimation uh, is transforming one's anxiety or emotions into pursuits considered by societal or cultural norms to be more useful. So someone who channels their aggression and energy into playing sports.
1: I might do that. I might do
0: that. Yeah. Not
1: with that exact thing, but, like...
0: Well, it's even, like, handling your regression into working out. Or, yeah, like, going for a run. Like, when I'm super angry, I, like, all I want to do is go for a run, but I'm so out of shape that I can't, so I just kind of sit there and stew on it. I lift heavy weights. Yeah. And whenever I'm sad, I like to, like, draw paint mm-hmm. or play guitar. Mm-hmm. That's typically what I lean into. My anger, I don't get angry very often. More recently, mm-hmm. I've carried more anger than I have in my entire life, but then I just want to, like... Talk. I yeah. Get, when I get angry, I just want to like talk and yell. <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
1: When I was like the most angsty, that's when I started kickboxing, so
0: Yeah, that'll do. It. Take
1: that as you will. And <laughs> that's what I was too dainty for kickboxing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, like a lot of this is literally just like <laughs> like energy release. Yeah. Right? Like Exactly. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. And last one, Alexa. Alright, suppression. Subconsciously <laughs> so choosing to block ideas or impulses that are undesirable or posed. To rep- as opposed to repression, a subconscious process. Mm-hmm. So someone who has intrusive thoughts about a traumatic event but pushes them out of their mind. Okay, I lied about those two yeah. ones the biggest ones. Suppression is also up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I feel like I don't necessarily like. Well, maybe I do suppress, but I feel like I have intrusive thoughts, but it's never to the point where like they might actually happen. Oh, I I had really bad ones for a while there. Yeah, There is um one of my past relationships, where oh my god, I can't believe I said this to another human being and expected <laughs> them to take it the right way. I just <laughs> turned to him and I said, you know, sometimes I wonder what it would be like to kill you. <gasps> oh my <gasps> gosh! And like we were like having a great fun little day, we were just chilling, and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, just like to like stab you. Like I just kind of want to know what it's like. <laughs> you yeah. could say that to me, and I would be like. You know what Yeah Stabbing people's really hard (laughs) Well this is the same Type of person This is the same person Who like wanted to like do that in like a sexual context okay, with me. So, like, I didn't like, I no. thought that he would be. It's. I'm yeah. gonna bite my tongue on what I was gonna like, yeah. say. Yeah, but he. I was like, that's why I thought he would, like, take it fine. But he was like, you wanna kill me? And I was like, no, 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 I don't wanna <laughs> actually kill you. I just wonder what it would be like. Yeah, I <laughs> I yeah, so now I've implemented, like, this, like, it's a bimbo thing where it's like an actual, like, where you picture, like, a white blank wall in your head. Mm-hmm. So now, whenever I have, like, really bad days of intrusive thoughts, just know the entire day I'm just picturing, like, this wall right here just like in my head like nothing there oh my gosh and i'm really good at being like head empty no thoughts like i'm not gonna lie we love it yeah okay my intrusive thought was um bryce's mom stuck her hand to get some like in front of me to get candy from like his sister and i was like i just about spit my gum into her hand like that's what my body was telling me to do that was my intrusive thought I get really violent intrusive thoughts where I physically like if I were to like act on them Mm -hmm. I would be in jail (laughs) well I have a book you should read Um, it's called (laughs) How I'll Kill You it's not real Um, I read it yesterday so good but she like she literally like asks the partner that she's with she's like yeah like if you had to kill me like how would you do it and he like has he like gives her an answer that like shows that he's like thought about it Mm -hmm. and she's like oh my gosh what a turn on and I was like yeah, oh. yeah. No, I I literally told him exactly like I was like I know how to do it. Like I planned it all out. I know how to dispose of your body if I needed to. And he was like, "What the fuck is wrong with yeah. you?" And I'm like, "Hey, you're just as twisted as I am. Don't yeah. don't, don't try not go yes. and to it now, sir." <laughs> oh, no, intrusive thoughts for the win. All okay, right. so that's defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys want to share what ones you have? yeah let us know we'd be really interested to hear yeah um,
1: how many uh, do you relate really, to how many are you like y'all are
0: weird y'all are crap <laughs> um, and with that being said like if they if you guys have like opinions of like oh this is like a healthy defense mechanism versus like an unhealthy defense mechanism because we kind of thought like oh depending on the context and the severity defense mechanisms can either be like maladaptive or adaptive like depending mm-hmm. on Like how you're using it, like yeah. If your intrusive thought is to kill someone, (laughs) maybe (laughs) maladaptive. Yeah. (laughs) If it's to get through a funeral funeral speech, then adaptive, right? So it's like it's because I'd say like my humor one has always been like pretty positive. Like I've never, except in like my last like in relationships, mostly is when Mm -hmm. it's like you need to like. You need to work through your stuff, and I'm like, now it makes me funny, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But like my sexualization issues, like that one's horrendous for me. Yeah, 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 no doubt, definitely. So, uh, Alexa,
1: she doesn't know our segment today for once, surprise. <laughs> but I have um, been collecting some stuff to share on the podcast. From my dating app experiences, okay. yeah. <laughs> alexa has been waiting to do this. I wish I
0: didn't. I wish I could still go through my Hinge. <laughs> yeah. And so,
1: what Alexa's gonna be doing is she's going to be rating um, Hinge comments that I have received or things that I've seen on Hinge.
0: Some of them are gold. Yeah. yeah. Can I add something really quick? Yeah. Mm. Two of my my brother and my sister both had my. Hinge account, screenshotted and sent to them by their friends. Oh, oh my, my goodness! goodness. Amazing.
2: Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> awkward.
1: Love <laughs> to see it. Okay, we're gonna start strong. So one of my prompts that I have is 90 to 95 percent of serotonin is created in the gut because I'm a weird, I'm a dork. Um, and so the response for this one was must be why I always have diarrhea because I'm always happy. <laughs> <laughs> <That chronically
0: happened. laughs> I would rate that, like, a questionable 6 out of 10. Okay. Like, you're just gonna say that. Like, listen, I just pulled the internet that I peed on my mom's bed, but I wouldn't slide into someone's DM saying that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you could volunteer, you have diarrhea. Yeah. I love it. I thought I was gonna go somewhere else, like, oh, let me give you that extra 5% when I rearrange your guts kind of thing, you know? like I feel like <sighs> she did get one very similar to that, like, at the very beginning, but I don't... Me? Yeah. yeah. We'll get through there. I don't know. I have about I like fifty so. photos or something here. And I in here. think like a man, so like I know, like <laughs> we know.
1: <laughs> okay, this was on someone's profile. So the prompt is: instead of grabbing drinks, let's a egg people's cars. B go for a walk along river outside the city and have a campfire, or C build something cool like Phineas and Ferb. <laughs>
0: I love that. That sounds like my soulmate, did <laughs> <it> Again. <laughs> <end. laughs> oh, you mentioned Phineas and Ferb. Hell yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I still religiously watch that show. It's good. Okay,
1: and this one, this is a prompt is, so, my simple pleasures is um, really like listening to other people's stories, especially when I'm close to you. So, listening to your verbal
0: diarrhea would make me feel good. Um, Again, this only material. <laughs> no, give that one like an 8 out of 10 because I hate the word verbal diarrhea. Yeah. I like word vomit much better. Yeah. yeah That's fair. That makes sense. Uh so
1: this one is a random fact I love is learned how to cook because a fortune teller told me my wife wouldn't wouldn't when I was 8. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! I totally read that wrong the first time I saw that. Yeah. I thought he said that like when him and his wife were together when they were eight, a fortune teller told her that oh. he wouldn't know how to cook, so he learned how to cook <sighs> like out of spite. Oh. No, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> but I thought, like, the determination like of an eight-year-old, like yeah, really? like again, like probably like a good another eight, another eight. Yeah, yeah. this one's gonna get you. This one's amazing.
1: My simple pleasures,
0: acts of cervix. <laughs> <laughs> So many times yeah. but it gets me every time. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Like I love it. It's just such a good word play, but I'm also like, it's kind of like run its course now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like a seven, like a solid seven. My most
1: controversial opinion is I'm pro cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> con- Using <laughs> the term pro cilantro, pro cilantro.
0: <laughs> well, with cilantro, it's actually a genetic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, liking it. So I'm like. That just means that your genetics are just like a little bit di- too different from mine, and like, which means that your genetics are yeah. elite. Well, I'm like, listen, I don't <laughs> knowing that you like cilantro means that if our genetics mix, it is like a fifty-fifty shot on whether that kid is going to like it or hate it. Mm-hmm. And personally, I hate cilantro. I mm. cannot do it. it. Tastes disgusting to me. So, like, That's so two out of ten. Yeah,
1: I thought it was hilarious how you used the term pro cilantro. <laughs> pro <yeah>. cilantro.
0: <laughs> My love language is
1: words of service and physical gifts.
0: That's great, that's great That's like a solid six Mm -hmm. Yeah
1: This is a response to one of my photos So The scenery is so majestic The mountains in the background, cloudy skies Seems to be some sort of vineyard Amazing Too bad I missed all of that because I was too busy staring at your
0: ass (laughs) (laughs) I love it Oh, Thank you sir Like I'd be like oh that's yeah, yeah, it's a novel It's like a it. good seven. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of effort. Yeah, we should play Mad Libs with him. Uh, right, but they, it, so you like stuck that punchline so hard though. Like, not <laughs> gonna
1: lie. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one is a response to the um, serotonin one. This guy said the other five to five to ten percent of serotonin comes from matching with someone like you.
0: Aww, <laughs> gross that's so disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a four, I'd be like, oh gross. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the way to win me over is be sweat. What? He wrote like, sweat? What? Did he mean sweet? sweaty I, or
0: sweet? Okay. Oh maybe. <laughs> <be> way to <laughs> win me over, be sweaty. Be uh, sweat. Gross. Yeah, no matter what it is, I'd be like, that's a two. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you.
1: All I ask is that you be crazy for me, or just crazy. I need a little excitement in my life. <laughs> Fuck
0: ten out of ten because that's exactly how I feel. No giant red flag. no me, me, and like me and my sister were having this conversation. because She was like, "Sometimes, like, because her relationship is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. everything that I could ever ask for in a relationship, she has." Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, "Don't you get bored sometimes?" She's like, "No, I'm too mean to get bored because like she keeps it spicy." <laughs> like, it was, like our joke is that like lauren's is like the bully and like a pushover so like that's how it makes it work that's amazing he's like he's like getting back at like pushing back at her now but like i need like a little bit of like just like toxic energy or if i get so bored and i get disinterested (laughs) yeah and then i just can't get the interest back so i'm like you gotta keep me on my toes yeah don't be mean to me (laughs) don't be mean to me but keep me entertained you can be a little bit jealous like (laughs) call me like don't just call me once like maybe like four times yeah (laughs) yeah you know oh my gosh so this is the serotonin one again
1: um, and this guy's response to it was and it's definitely not the happy hormone explanation point <laughs> definitely not the happy hormone I don't understand
0: it contributes one of your happy hormones yeah but it's definitely not it it's definitely no. not the, like does he just, is he just saying like he also has IBS because he's depressed and shits his pants regularly
1: <laughs> I don't know but he, he said that with an exclamation so
0: oh my gosh I think Sarah needs some therapy needs some help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. family doctor <laughs> <laughs> this episode yeah. sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> I'm just going to fire
1: off a couple more of these serotonin ones. Uh, this response said, healthy gut, happy butt. Uh, vibes. Okay.
0: <laughs> and then she gets my- that on merch.
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then my gut instinct was telling me that. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one is a... Uh, I guess it's the next level. So this is on uh, their profile. So it says, together we could have some fun together and enjoy some laughs emoji 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 emoji. was it champagne a hockey a wink a devil a side eye a sweaty emoji also i swear every second girl in here mentions pineapple on pizza in their bio like is it really that controversial i must know or maybe we can just or maybe we just ran out of ideas
0: Well, the fact that you brought it up on your bio definitely indicates that, yes, it is that controversial. Yeah. Well, also, I feel like girls putting they like pineapple on their pizza is Mm -hmm. probably a good sign for you, sir. Yeah. Because you want your girl eating that pineapple. Literally. (laughs)
1: Okay, this is another screenshot from one of the same guy's prompts. Because he was just a walking red flag, so I had to screenshot all of it. Mm -hmm. Um... And it says a random fact I love is I'm 6'4 and 240 pounds if you like to be Tossed around dot 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 in an open Relationship um, Devil emoji sweaty emoji kissy emoji So, so I'm that's... taken dot What? Period like but I can still Have fun I'm
0: just not allowed To catch feelings So <laughs> much to unpack
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah Yeah Walk and red black. <laughs> I'm in an open relationship I'm taken though
1: yeah. Oh, this one you'll you'll like this one. This one's funny. Together we could go to couples therapy on our first date and see how long it takes the therapist to realize we don't know each other.
0: Yes, I want to do that. So bad. It'd be So funny. Oh my god, that would actually be so much fun. Oh my goodness, great. I'm gonna propose that to some of my friends. That would be. Like, so I just funny. want to just see how long it takes for them to realize we're not dating. Oh my goodness, that would be iconic. Like, yeah, first day couple therapy, it took them, like... And you could do with, like, so many. It could be, like, an escape room, and you could, like, have, like, time to be like, oh, yeah, like, we did it in 15 minutes. Like, oh, we beat the thing. We did it in 20 minutes. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd love to know about you
1: is your favorite meal after getting your back blown out.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that sounds great for me, because typically I'm like... Typically I like This is what happens right I'll go to their house And then I'll be like <laughs> Things will be done And I'll just like Turn over after like Two minutes And I'll be like Do you want me to leave now Yeah And like sometimes They'll be like Yep And then sometimes They'll be like No stay blah, blah. I'm like Dude I was just asking Because I want to leave yeah. <laughs> That was me saying I'm going to leave now Yeah but if yeah. I feel too weird Just being like Okay that was fun Bye. out now. Yeah. Because then I'm like, oh, I don't want to look like that. I'm going to put it on you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you have to make Yeah, but decision. if you're going to feed me after, hell yeah, I'll stay. Give me some pasta, hell yeah, I'll stay. <laughs> a little bit. a little bit Eastside Mario's, you know. <laughs> Something that's a non-negotiable
1: for me. We have to flee the city, start an alpaca for- farm, adopt every goat, and have 10 kids.
0: You had me tell the 10 kids. <laughs> You have me until flee the city. Yeah, no, you have me until 10 kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do they know alpacas are disgusting? And they spit on you? You can house train an al- alpaca. Oh my gosh. We had a llama like, just kill all of our sheep. That's what, lamb, alpaca and llamas are different. Yeah, but not by much. <laughs> well, llamas you can't house train, alpacas you can. Mm hmm. Yeah. They're the same.
1: <laughs> um, I have a sled push thing on my profile because it's my biggest flex and this guy replied saying you training to fight Thanos
0: <laughs> I'm just like yes I am sir <laughs> yes thank you so much <laughs> don't you know he's a yeah. fictional character yeah. don't you know he's dead in the MCU come on literally spoiler alrighty we'll do a couple more spoilers of been then- done coming out in 2016 <laughs> <laughs> well we don't know
1: alrighty so this one's another option one It says, choose our first date, hunting each other for sport, spitting pre into each other's mouths, and
0: coffee. Those are the three options. I like hunting each other for sport. (laughs) Wow, yeah. Coffee? (laughs) You're like, that's boring. I want to try and kill you. (laughs) As we've already established. (laughs)
1: Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. You should not go out with me if you're looking for your soulmate. Also, side note: girls' hiking pictures are the same as guys' fishing photos on online dating. Change my mind.
0: No, because women no. can do no wrong, and men are just gross, and I don't like them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just wants to be controversial for the sake of being controversial. So. Yeah. And I'm like, you holding up a fish tells me nothing about you. Like the like you you like to touch wet gross slimy things. Like cool. Like go touch yourself. Um, <laughs> go touch yourself. <laughs> A woman out oh, in nature hiking, and like, oh, you're adventurous, you like the outdoors, you appreciate nature and the beauty of like our Mother Earth. Like, you're, fit. Yes. you've got great stamina. Yeah, like, that's fantastic. This guy likes to sit on a boat all day so that he can, like, hopefully touch something that smells disgusting. disgusting. Again, just go touch yourself and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so zero to touch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Alrighty. A shower thought I recently had. Hand jobs could just be called beef jerkies.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is like, again, like such a red flag, but that is something I would say. Yeah. <laughs> we love
1: it. Here's a pickup line Are you mixed by any chance? You just look half fine and half mine. <laughs> oh, nice. It's makes some the whitest bitch out there. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, here's the last one. So I'm looking for premarital hand
0: holding. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. Okay. Leave room for, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> for founding father Jesus. Founding father Jesus. Oh my gosh! As my brother calls him the OG pimp. The OG pimp. Yeah, he's like has like a running bit that like Jesus is the one who taught him to be a hoe. Oh my gosh! God. Yeah.
1: Alright. Well, that's uh, defense mechanisms and some Michaela's hinge profile. Yeah, my. <laughs> Mac Unhinged.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to put pictures of all of those on the video, so if you actually, like, want to see the photo that they were talking about or, like, want to, like, need a visual, it'll be on the YouTube video as well, so Mm -hmm. you guys can go check that out. Yep. Um, I'm Mac Joy. I'm his tubes. I'm Alexa. <laughs>
1: and this is Sometimes Javada Slaps. You can find some, us on all social media platforms at Sometimes Javada Slaps. And our website is slaps.com where you can find our affiliate links, our book reviews, our past guests, mm-hmm. links to our guests' episode. Alexa is our
0: top guest. Yes. I've come, this is my third time here, and I'm going to be back many more times. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> many more times. It'll, it'll go
1: three to five really quickly, because we have two more episodes lined up with Alexa yeah. featuring in them. So.
0: Yeah. so we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, do you want to and say what your socials are, Alexa? Uh yeah, it's Arang on Instagram. Heyo Adders on TikTok. I just posted a new TikTok if you want to go check it out. It's pretty funny, pretty trendy. It's good. I watched it. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. And then if you like what we're doing here or if you just
1: like us, give us a like, a rating, and a review if you're feeling extra generous. If you're really feeling
0: obliged. Yeah.
1: It helps us um, bump up in...
0: Have to stay relevant in yeah. the podcast sphere, yeah, on the charts and stuff. And we like being relevant, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Ta-ta for now. Bye. <laughs>